0: 20 years ago, I was sitting in... It wasn't those chairs. This building wasn't here. Um, I know you're thinking, that guy doesn't look like he was on net 20 years ago. Was he 12? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But for me, WAPO is a, it's a place of grace. It's a place of grace. It's a place where God does incredible things. And so I've had the blessing to come back a number of times... Since my 20 years when I was on the road. And the Lord really laid some important foundations in my life here during training. And I love the Feast of the Apostles because, with the Feast of each Apostle, even though they lived 2,000 years ago, we celebrate the foundation of our faith. Not simply the foundation of the faith, but my faith. My faith. Because these men knew Jesus in the flesh. It's not just some myth, as the world would have you believe, not just like the tooth fairy or Santa Claus. They walked with a real, living, breathing man. And they saw him do incredible things. They heard his teaching. They ate with him. They received the Eucharist from him. They looked into his eyes. They lived with him day in and day out. They experienced his love for them in a deep and intimate way. And their lives were changed. Changed by this encounter day after day after day. They were his friends. What did we sing at the psalm? Your friends, O Lord, make known the glorious splendors of your kingdom. They were his friends. This, brothers and sisters, is our invitation to become his friends. And because of their witness, they handed on this friendship with Jesus to the next generation, to the next generation, to the next generation. That's why we say the church is founded on apostolic foundations. It's what we mean. Bartholomew, Saint Bartholomew, died in India. So he went from the Holy Land... All the way to India because of his encounter with Jesus. And today in the gospel, we hear about this. St. Bartholomew, also known as Nathaniel, we hear about the beginning of his vocation, this meeting with Jesus. And it's very real. Philip comes to him. Philip is his friend. Philip's pumped up because he's just met Jesus. He said, We found him. The one about Moses wrote the Messiah. Nathaniel, he's kind of like a New Yorker. Eh. Whatever. Can anything good come from Nazareth? But he sees in Philip a change. Philip just says, Come and see. Come and see. And so Nathanael, perceiving something in Philip, okay, why not? And so as he's going towards Jesus, to meet Jesus, Jesus simply says, here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. The word duplicity is a beautiful word. It means there's no kind of double-sidedness. The word simplicity, kind of simple, straight, one, duplicity too there's always that part of us right a certain duplicity I'm like this with these people I'm like these with another group of people in Nathaniel there's no duplicity and Jesus sees him coming and sees right into his heart and says this and Nathaniel is stunned he's never met the guy and he simply says to him how do you know me I worked in our youth program in the Bronx for a year. And if you told the kids off and they didn't like it, they're like, you don't know me. (laughs) Like, who are you to tell me what to do? You don't know me. You know? And Nathaniel's like, it's it's not exactly the Bronx, you don't know me. He's like, how do you know me? Like, I've never met you before. How do you know me? You seem to see inside of me, and we've never even met. How? And Jesus gives this very mysterious answer. Before Philip called you, before he invited you to come and see, I saw you under the fig tree. Now we don't know what that meant. And it's speculation from scripture scholars. Was he thinking about his life? Was he pondering where's God? Is the Messiah coming? What's happening? Was he struggling with some sin? And he just sinned. Had he just and the fig tree was this important place where he went to think. Either way, he knew what Jesus meant when he said, "I saw you under the fig tree." And Pope Benedict has a, a beautiful reflection about the life of Nathaniel. He says this: We do not know what had happened under this fig tree. It is obvious that it had to do with a decisive moment in Nathanael's life. Nathanael's heart is moved by Jesus' words. He feels understood and he understands. This man knows everything about me. He knows and is familiar with the road of life. I can truly trust this man. And so he answers with a beautiful and clear confession of faith. Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. He feels understood. And he understands. This man knows everything about me. Brothers and sisters, Jesus knows everything about you. Jesus has brought you to net. Jesus has brought you to Wapo. To encounter you... In a deep and intimate way. And during training, Jesus will look deep into your heart. And he'll reveal stuff to you that maybe you haven't wanted to look at. That maybe you've been afraid of. Maybe that you don't even know about yourself. Maybe you've experienced this already. And you'll say, maybe in adoration. Maybe during a talk. Maybe during your prayer time. How do you know me? No one knows me like that. No one knows me like you. To be known and to be loved as we are is one of our deepest desires. And yet, it's one of the things that we're most afraid of. To be known and to be loved as we are. Not as we think we should be. Not as we think others think we should be, but as we are, it's one of our deepest desires, and it's scary. Confession is a beautiful sacrament because of this. You come before this, this stranger often, this priest, and you tell him stuff that nobody else knows about you. Things that maybe you've thought about under the fig tree Things that maybe you've contemplated in, the, you know, in, in your own heart, in your own room. And in that, in that sacrament, you are known and you are loved as you are. Training is a time for each one of us. Especially you, I'm not here for long. But I would say especially for the team members. But I would encourage the staff as well. I was on staff. Sometimes you can think, yep, I'm here, I'm, I've got a job to do it's more about allowing the Lord into every part of our lives yes you have a role to play absolutely but you may be here thinking some of the missionaries if anyone knew this about me net wouldn't have accepted me Jesus knows Jesus knows you may be thinking everyone else is so holy so good so happy I'm not number one that's not true It's not true. Number two, it doesn't matter. Jesus knows. And Jesus loves you. He doesn't love you as you should be. He loves you as you are. He loves you as you are right here, right this day. And so my encouragement for you as you begin this time here at WAPO, like Nathaniel, is to allow yourself to be known by the Lord first and foremost. And by others. Your small group is a wonderful opportunity. Quite honestly, my small group was such a blessing for me. I told my small group stuff I'd never told anybody. My my small group leader. Stuff I'd never told anybody. And it was liberating. Because the devil wants to lie to you. Wants to say you're no good. Because of this, because of that, because of your past. It's not true. Jesus knows you. And God wants to be known through you. Just like, like Nathaniel. Jesus knew him and then he made him known. Amen.